This is WrestleManiacs with Waylon and Tyler. Join us as we break down all the exciting action regarding the WWE that keeps us all watching. It's WrestleManiacs with Waylon and Tyler. Hello, everyone. This is episode three of WrestleManiacs, and it's our final episode for the year of 2023. Uh, happy holidays, early Merry Christmas. He's Waylon, I'm Tyler, and we're so glad that you have joined us on this live stream. Waylon, how are you doing, my friend? I am doing all right, everyone. Make sure you check us out on our social media as it's going across the screen uh, on the bottom of this episode. We would love to have you upon of our social media pages. We have a lot to go over on this episode of WrestleManiacs. It's so nice to be back with you, Tyler. How have you been? I've been doing fantastic, Waylon, and likewise. I I'm just so thrilled to be back with you and joining you on WrestleManiacs. Hard Absolutely. to believe it's episode three and our, our last one for 2023 and looking forward to what the new year is going to bring. Absolutely. Like Tyler said, this is our last episode of WrestleManiacs of 2023 because we have decided that we wanted to take a break to get ready for Christmas. So we will be back in the new year. Uh, we'll be back for sure. Absolutely. We have enjoyed doing these episodes for each and every one of you. So we hope you love it. Make sure you leave a comment in the comment section as we will interact with you in the comments. So we have a lot to go over. Isn't that right, Tyler? We've got so much to cover, Waylon. You are so correct. Absolutely. So we have some breaking news. We do. We're going to begin with WWE Hall of Famer Jim Ross. He reveals his favorite year as a broadcaster in wrestling and why that is. Uh, Jim Ross talks about how the year of 1989 stands out to him. That was the year of the famous trilogy between Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and the Nature Boy Ric Flair. Later on, Terry Funk would challenge Ric Flair. And uh, for Jim Ross, that was uh, one of the highlights of his broadcasting career. And uh, what came close was the Attitude Era and Stone Cold Steve Austin becoming so popular and a household name and, and beginning his hot streak in the WWE and, and Waylon. Share with me uh, some of your feelings on Jim Ross and, and how 1989 stood out for him. He was an incredible commentator in WWE. He was one of the best alongside J.R.V. Lawler. So every time Jim Ross was out talking about WWE, it just was an awesome moment with him. He's just an incredible commentator. I love Jim Ross, and I am glad he's in the WWE Hall of Fame. Me too. He, he's a legend for sure, and uh, just so much nostalgia. Uh, comes to my mind when we're referencing uh, good old JR. Absolutely. And then we had WWE Hall of Famer Bill Garber. Now, Bill Garber was at the Atlanta Falcon in 
Tampa Bay Buccaneer NFL game. And the Hall of Famer, who is a fucking fan, he spelled a fan who was wearing a Tom Brady jersey. After he spelled the fan, the fucking massacre gave him a title. Now, I didn't watch the game. Tyler, I don't know if you see any highlights or anything, but what did you find of this moment? I thought it was very entertaining. I didn't get to see the game either, Waylon. I, I caught a clip of Goldberg spearing the fan wearing the Tom Brady jersey. Uh, to me, it looks like it was a, a fun little setup, and it's a good callback to when the Atlanta Falcons should have won the Super Bowl against the New England Patriots, the team who uh, Tom Brady was the leader of. He was playing the quarterback position. And to see Bill Goldberg, who played for the Atlanta Falcons, by the way, to give everybody a little – Backstory, Bill Goldberg was an NFL uh, player before he became a professional wrestler and a WWE Hall of Famer. He played for the Georgia Bulldogs in college. So, hey, that's where the spear kind of came from, uh, if you think about a football tackle. So it, it's mm -hmm. cool to see Goldberg in this light and, and to see the Falcons mascot award him a championship belt. I just thought it was a fun uh, segment to begin an that's NFL game to have Goldberg appear. Absolutely. I agree, Tyler. And next up, Hulk Hogan lists the current WWE stars he wants to face. He named Roman Reigns, of course. Seth Rollins was another star. He discussed due to the attitude of Seth Rollins. I'm paraphrasing a bit, but Hulk Hogan also would mention the likes of the attractions, Stone Cold Steve Austin, the what ifs if we saw the Texas Rattlesnake take on the Hulkster of course, we all know Hulk Hogan faced Andre the Giant and John Cena. Just think about the potential of John Cena versus Hulk Hogan. Waylon, Wayne. who would you want to see Hulk Hogan face or have a rivalry with if he had an opportunity to step back inside a WWE ring? First of all, everyone who is in the comments, let us know who you would love to see Hulk Hogan wrestle. Now, I would like Please to do. see... Yeah. Now, I would like to see Hulk Hogan versus either LA9 or Gunther. What do you think? That would be two interesting choices, Waylon, uh, with, for various reasons. So who knows? I, I don't know that we're going to see that necessarily, but it's fun to think about. Uh, Absolutely. Al Hogan would uh, compare with a lot of the uh, current modern-day superstars of WWE. Right. Absolutely, absolutely. And now, WWE fires a new trademark for an NXT stable. On Tuesday's episode of WWE NXT, the curtain of Charlie Dempsey, Drew, Drew Goodluck, Myers Bone, and Damon Kep were was withheld to as the Carter Catch Crew. According to the United States Trademark Office website, WWE has filed to trademark the stable name. The filing made on December 14th is currently in the process of being assigned to an examiner after being accepted 
by the U.S. Poll Office. Tyler, what do you think of this? I think it's pretty commonplace for any company, including WWE, to file for a new trademark for any kind of new character or faction. Uh, they want the copyrights to it, and I, I can't blame them. So I'm looking forward to seeing what's uh, going to become of this new uh, NXT stable. And I just want to brag on you, Waylon. Uh, that's not hard to do, what you had to, to uh, go over, and you did a fantastic job. So I want everybody to know that. Thank you so much, and I try my best to pronounce names correctly. Well, you're we, very it, welcome. It's not easy to do. Trust it's me. It's not. So right now, we have a comment. We have Simon Powell in the stream. What's up? Hey, sir. We yeah, it's good to uh, hear from him. Waylon, uh, if not everybody knows this, we have the episodes available in audio as part of the SJP World Media Network. That is the guy that does the editing for us and is a big-time supporter, uh, Sai Pal. So thanks again, Sai, for joining us on the live stream. Absolutely. And speaking of, everyone, we forgot to mention when we went live, what do you all think of our new WrestleManiacs background? We decided to change it up to something new. One of Tyler Fenn's creating it for us. Let us know in the comments what you think of it. Tyler, what do you think of our new logo? I think it's awesome. It's got a DX vibe to it with the Maniacs over uh, the logo for WrestleMania. And I love the coloring. Uh, it's just very cool. And, and what you've done with the Waylon. And I got to say, it, the friend, was, he already commented it was Sai Powell, who also does a lot with graphics. You guys have a lot of similarities. You're both very skilled in that department. So, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling uh, very good about this new layout. So thank you, Simon for creating our logo. It's amazing. Absolutely. Thanks, my friend. And he gave us a thumb up. We appreciate the thumbs up. At least it went a thumbs down. <laughs> yeah. We always want the thumbs up. <laughs> so now we are going to get into Monday Night Raw. And now we are going to start it off with Tyler Peters. Well, this is revisiting some of the history with the rivalry between Drew McIntyre and the Bloodline, specifically now that Jey Uso's joined the good side, so to speak. Uh, we saw footage from last week to set up this opening match. There were some promos that preceded it, as you can tell by the picture, with uh, Jey Uso holding the mic. And uh, it was all due to McIntyre attacking both Jey Uso and Seth Rollins last week on Raw. I, I wanted to kind of set it up there. Jey Uso takes on Drew McIntyre. The crowd just absolutely adores Jey Uso. You could tell by the reaction. He's excited about getting Yeet back, Waylon. Remember, there was a copyright infringement about the right. trademark of Yeet, but he's got it back. And I think we're all rejoicing over that. Mm -hmm. And he discusses and puts over CM Punk. He also addresses his opposition. Drew McIntyre. McIntyre does not want Punk on Raw. He mm -hmm. responds, and, and Drew speaks truth to me, even being a heel, and he's validated in his convictions. Uso hits Drew with some just impressive punches and clotheslines over the top rope to get a 
a hot start there. We see the athleticism by Jey Uso against Drew McIntyre, but Drew began gaining ground versus Jay very quickly. I like how Uso evaded the McIntyre's yep. Claymore kick near the broadcast table. He had it scouted from their previous encounter. Nice callbacks. I like how Drew was more vicious uh, with the way he raked the eyes and uh, delivered a Claymore to end the matchup. So are you liking more of this, uh, this vicious side that we're seeing from Drew McIntyre? Waylon, uh, give me your thoughts concerning this matchup. I think the match was awesome after all. Drew McIntyre as a hair is better than when he is as a face. So I love seeing this sign of Drew McIntyre because he is probably going to lend everyone on the WWE roster, on the WWE roster that he is going to be back on top late soon in the 2024. Yes, it's a warning to that that locker room. Uh, you're on point, and uh, we're going to move along. But I, I was impressed with the match, and me too. This was a uh, a match that needed to accomplish what it had to do because Rhea Ripley did not defend her title. It's a non-title match. It's important to mention this. She faced Maxine Dupree from Alpha Academy. Maxine did the unthinkable, slapping. Rhea Ripley, the Eradicator, that's something you don't do. So from that standpoint, you can understand why Rhea Ripley was so dominant, but they did allow Dupree to get a little bit of offense in. But in the end, the conclusion was and is all those tenses that Rhea Ripley would win the matchup. And we got an interesting confrontation afterward, Waylon, between Avi Nile and Rhea Ripley. We did. Uh, so down the road, we could see a... Uh, possible matchup between those two that would be but tell a, me more about this match this match was incredible i love it after uh maxine did an incredible job going one-on-one -on -one with rhea ripley so i love she's it. came a long way yes she has oh, yes certainly. she has and now everyone we are gonna go on to cm punk cm punk spoke about deburning for WWE in the same burning before being sent to RVW and tough decisions 10 years ago. And he even apologized to the WWE fans. He then signed with Monday Night Raw. Now, before I continue on, Tyler, do you think him signing with Raw was the best decision? I think because of what you're going to talk about coming up, it was a good decision for CM Punk to sign with the Raw brand. And I love how he's mentioning OVW, and I'll let you continue. But I, I think it is a good for CM Punk to sign for Raw, at least for right now. And not, also, not, now, not only did CM Punk talked about RVW, but he did mention a WWE legend's name, Mickey James. Now, that was awesome when he talked about Mickey James. Yeah, it, it was a nice uh, nod to Mickey James because they talking about Ohio Valley Wrestling. They came up through the system in Louisville, and uh, I loved how CM Punk brought out some of his past, even uh, whether it was uh, – regarding a positive light, a negative 
uh, side to it. Uh, it. It was uh, very well done. I'm not yep. surprised at all by the uh, the promo skills of one CM Punk. Yep. And now, everyone, after CM Punk announced that he was signing with Raw, RMG, Seth freaking Rollins came out. They stay on and each other for a long time without saying a word. Seth grabbed a microphone and told Punk not to call WWE his home after spending 10 years trying to tear it down and talk trash about everyone backstage. Seth freaking Rollins said, Punk is going to be in Punk is going to be in WWE. He wants him on Raw so he can explore him as a fun he is and wrestle shockers around CM Punk. Now that was awesome with what Seth freaking Rollins said. So CM Punk got a microphone and he turned Adam Pearls. He was gonna enter the man's Royal Rumble match so he could win and challenge Seth freaking Rollins at WrestleMania 40 in Philadelphia, PA. Now, this was a great promo. I can't wait to see what happens between these two leaning up to Royal Rumble. So I would love to see them go out at WrestleMania. Now, Tyo, what is your takes on this? Uh, it's amazing how you can add some reality to the story, knowing that these two did not get along, that they've actually got a lot of uh, disdain for one another, actually, in real life, if you've heard a lot of interviews. So why not bring it? to uh, this scenario where Punk's going to declare for the Rumble. And uh, Rollins held his own. I mean, this was impressive on, on Seth freaking Rollins' behalf, as good as Punk is on the mic. This was a very well-done segment, and I'm not shocked at all with these two gentlemen. And uh, the Raw GM did a great job, Adam Pierce, uh, as usual, to uh, set this thing up. And I, I just love how they're going back to the history, how Rollins mentioned how dare CM Punk call this place his home, meaning WWE. Mm -hmm. and I'm just looking forward to uh, what's next for these two gentlemen. Right. And even if Punk does not win the Royal Wamba and someone else wins and they challenge Randy, I know Randy Orton, sorry. They challenge Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Do you think it will still be an opening for Seth to still face Punk for the world championship at WrestleMania if no one choose to face Rollins? I think the opportunity will always remain that we could still get Punk versus Rollins, even if it, if Punk decides if he wins, well, let's, let's take it back. If Punk wins the Royal Rumble, even if he faces Roman Reigns is what I meant to say, uh, I think there's still a lot of uh, possibilities for the Rollins and, and Punk encounter. Absolutely. Now, everyone who is watching, let us know in the comments 
what you think of this promo and who you will love to see CM Punk face on his first match on Raw in nearly 10 years. So let us know in the comments who you will love to see CM Punk face on Raw. And now we are going to move it back on with the Raw recap with Tyler Peters. We just get more of uh, Bronson Reed taking on Ivar with uh, Valhalla. And Ivar was utilizing the turnbuckle for the advantage in the beginning. Ivar was knocked off of his feet. Reed showed agile vertical power. Uh, Ivar performed a cannonball on Bronson. It was just unreal is what I even wrote down. Reed won via a superplex. And uh, I don't know about you, Waylon, but seeing these two behemoths just go to war, I mean, are, are you liking what you're seeing thus far from uh, both Reed and Ivar? I am. They are like monsters. They are like the Great Khali. They are like Kane and Mark Henry. They are like monster and bronze starman. These two are just incredible. I am surprised that when he did that off the top rope, that the rain did not broke. Yeah, me as well. I remember it was Brock Lesnar who uh, superplexed the big show and the ring broke back on that uh, edition of SmackDown years ago. Absolutely. And you remember Braun Strowman versus the Big Sir, how they did the exact same thing in the ring, broke, and the referee went flying out of the ring. Oh, I do. I mean, both those stand out. Absolutely. I mean, just incredible memories. Yes, it is. And now we are moving on to the judgment statement that happened in the ring. Now, we heard from Judgment Day what they had to say. Damien Priest put the locker room on notice. And then all truth came out. He asked where his invitation is for the holiday party. And JD said, it isn't a holiday party. Truth gets in the ring and says he has a lot of ideas to sell with the Judgment Day. Finn Balor tells our truth to list them off. And our truth said, first, they need to kick JD out of Judgment Day. <laughs> that was incredible. I love that. Could you imagine if Judgment Day kicks JD out, Tyler? <laughs> but anyways. Uh, talk about surprise. Yeah. But anyways. Because no one likes him, or truth said. That was great. I loved it. Then he suggests that Damien Priest needs to stop calling himself the boss. He said he likes Priest being in charge of Judgment Day, but it makes Mommy Rhea Ripley angry. Which it does. Rhea Ripley does not like when... Damien Prince wants to act like he owns Judgment Day. So Priest says to our truth, he said, You are a funny guy. <laughs> Everyone loves our truth. Ain't I right? Everyone loves you. Except me, he said. Then all of the Judgment Day attacked our truth. Now, as you see in the picture, 
Damien Priest is beating up one of the Creed brothers because the Creed brothers came out for the save of our trip. This was so awesome. The Creed brothers are just plain incredible. I cannot wait to see where the Creed brother goes in WWE, but for them saving our truth, that was incredible. Tyler, what are your takes on this? I think it's uh, no shock that our truth was going to take a beat down. It just came earlier than I originally thought. And you're so uh, correct, Waylon. The Creed brothers, WWE, are, are definitely even firmly putting their support behind Julius and Brutus Creed and, and Avi now. And I'm so happy to see it. These guys work hard. You can tell they are talented, uh, very skilled at what they do and, and bring to the table. And this was a, a fun segment with Judgment Day. It was, absolutely. And next up, we get a women's tag team matchup uh, between Candice LeRae and Andy Hartwell taking on Katana Chance and Caden Carter. We also saw that it was Chelsea Green and Piper Niven, the women's tag team champions, much to the chagrin of Wade Barrett and Michael Cole. They joined them at the broadcast table, which I think is very funny. But here we see the teamwork between uh, LeRae and Hartwell under Carter. And once again, it, it's hard to find the words to describe the way that Carter and Chance present their style of uh, offense in the ring. I don't mean to sound redundant. I'm I'm very entertained by what they bring into a match. It's just so hard to to uh, come up with the right terminology, Waylon. Right. But I'll tell you, they they work so good. They they bring a lot of uh, high octane type of uh, move set, and it's just uh, very thrilling watching this matchup. And uh, so you you tell me. How would you describe uh, the style of uh, Caden Char? Uh, pardon me, of uh, Carter and Chance. I, I even got tongue twisted. It was so good. That's my excuse. They uh, are an incredible. On, uh, well, and Larray, yeah, go ahead. They are an incredible tag team. I think they want. I think they have what it takes to become women's tag team champions. Now, if they do, that would be epic. And I cannot wait to see more epic tag team matches in the female division, whether they bring up more NXT tag teams or tag teams from Raw or SmackDown. I think it will be incredible to see them going with other females. Yeah, me as well. Couldn't agree more. I didn't even take a lot of notes on this matchup because I, I was just trying to watch and, and absorb what these uh, two teams were doing. And I, I enjoyed it. That, that's all I could come up with. Absolutely. And then we go on to Becky Lynch and Nia Jax. Becky Lynch came out and played a video solving how Nia Jax broke her nose five years ago. And it was never spoke about and they never came face-to-face -face ever since. So Becky Lynch would like to follow up on that and eventually fight Nia Jax. Nia Jax said the man was lucky she didn't connect with her for first when she had her. This statement was shown 
But Tyler, I see a FISA match of Wheats us. Now, what do you think of that? And do you think we're going to see Becky Lynch versus Nia Jax at the Royal Rumble? I think we've got to see it, whether it's at the Royal Rumble or WrestleMania or just another episode of Raw. I, I like how they are going back to when Becky Lynch became the man. Uh, it was thanks to Nia Jax. And Nia Jax is, has came back and, and I mean, is is doing great. I mean, even she her promo is. work is uh, is improved. It yeah, has. and uh, and I like and how she's firing back against the man, Becky Lynch. That's not easy to do, and it doesn't have to be uh, elongated responses. Uh, it can be short and sweet and to the point. And and I think Absolutely. we're definitely going to get a match between uh, Jackson Lynch and all the weight that Nia has lost. She looks good. Oh, she looks great. She's always been very attractive anyways. And, yep. Yeah, uh, and I like absolutely. how that Nia was denying Lynch the opportunity for a fight, making it build a little more. And I, I have to say, I don't know if I'm a big fan of her new entrance song, but I loved her original one when she's not like most girls. I kind of miss that entrance of her. I think I, I do as well. I, I kind of prefer the older entrance music. Mm -hmm. But however, regardless of the music, uh, Nia Jax is doing a superb job so far. I'm going to be on the positive side for Nia Jax. I know she's got her detractors. However, right, I'm, I'm trying to look at it from a different point. All right, Tyler. I have to say, if we do get Nia Jax versus Becky Lynch, who are you going for to win the match? I like Becky Lynch a lot, but I wouldn't mind seeing Nia Jax get a, a, an important win since she's mm -hmm. returned. I don't think it's going to hurt Becky at all. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I will have said Nia Jax for the win, too. And now, everyone, we are moving on. Now, we had DIY versus and Premium. Now, at first, we didn't know who was going to be DIY's tag team partner. But eventually, we found out that it was The Miz. So, it was The Miz and DIY versus and Premium. Gunther took Gagana down with a massive chop to kick things off. Could you imagine, Tyler, getting a massive chop to your chest by Gunther? No, and I, I don't want to ever feel that. Uh, that would not be good to get the, right. one of those big chops from Gunther. And uh, we're seeing the Miz with his uh, kicks against uh -huh. Gunther trying to combat the Intercontinental right. Champion. The uh, A-Lester. The, the answer, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I won't want to fail it either. Now the, now the A-Lester, the Miz, that's why he calls himself the A-Lester, picked up the win for the team after hitting Vinci with a scar-crushing finale. The Cleveland crowd chilled as hometown star Johnny Gagano and the Miz celebrated with Champa. This match overall was well done. Tyler, your takes. 
I, I like how that Miz and Gunther uh, started out fighting. Uh, Miz is showing more of this aggressive side. He's the aggressor against Gunther. Champa getting into the mix. Neen Gunther uh, DIY with the double DDT spots always fun. Gunther tagging in Vinci to escape the tap out because mm-hmm. it looked like he was going to submit to uh, mm-hmm. what was it, Waylon, a figure four. You can help drive yep. the memory. Yep. Yep. And then we see the miss with the uh, skull crushing finale that uh, helps uh, his team with DIY secure the victory. And it was fitting. They they were in Cleveland. You said it, the hometown of uh, the Miz and Johnny Gargano. Right. And then we went to commercial break and then back on commercial break, we saw Gunther and Miz backstage. Now Miz told Gunther that he wants another intercontinental title shot. And Gunther accepted, but then he told the Miz that if he loses, he will never get another title shot as long as he's championing. The Miz agreed, and he left. So what did you find about that when Gunther said, you can have another match, but if you lose, you are not allowed to have another match as long as I am the champ. What did you find about that, Tyler? I didn't mind it because Gunther's got a point. He He's leaving it to the Miz. If you can beat me, then that, that's fine. But if you can't, I shouldn't reward you with another match. So it's make or break for the Miz. Absolutely. So I cannot wait to see how this plays on Raw this Monday. The next up, we see the main event. Uh, it's between Cody Rhodes and Shinsuke Nakamura. We see where Nakamura's missing Cody Rhodes in the picture. Mm-hmm. But let me kind of give you my quick thoughts, though. Waylon, uh, I liked how Nakamura attempted control in the beginning. Cody has got a fabulous-looking dropkick, and he nails Nakamura with some fist. Uh, the running knee from Shinsuke while Rhodes was hanging up in the turnbuckle. I mean, you saw it too, Waylon. Uh, give me some of your takeaways on that spot. Oh, wow. That was incredible. It, it was epic. I, I, I loved it. These superstar does an incredible job. Shenstein is a talented superstar. I, I'm not surprised he's not WWE champion yet. But I hope one day he d- does get the title back. But Having him and Cody Rose go on and it's just phenomenal in my eyes. Yeah, it's been pretty good. And and Cody focusing on the legs of Shinsuke. Mm-hmm. I always enjoy the, the uh, spot that's that his dad, Dusty Rhodes, did when speaking of Cody Rhodes. Yeah. It's always entertaining. And uh that's all there is to it. It, it finished in a uh what was it, Waylon, a disqualification oh, right. due yes, to what we're did. seeing in the picture? It did. And then after the match ended, like Tyler said, in a DQ match, Sensing Nakamala kept attacking Connie Rhodes, even though the match ended. But then out of nowhere, the Creed brothers saved Connie Rose from more attacks from Shanstake Nakamala. Like Tyler said, 
Shenstein keep going and it was worse. Then out of nowhere, the Creed brother came out after they came out earlier in the night, saving our trip. So Tyler, we got the Creed brother came out twice that night to save two superstars. What do you think of the Creed brother being so generous and so kind and caring to help these superstars from being attacked? And it shows me the importance that WWE sees in the Creed Brothers for them to be not only in the Judgment Day segment, but you see them here helping out Cody Rhodes against Shinsuke and his attack after the matchup. And it's just, it's very telling. Uh, and I'm is. glad. I'm happy for the Creed Brothers. And so I'm that, glad that's they, all my summary could be. Yeah. And I'm glad the Creed Brothers are getting as much TV time as they are getting. It's nice to see a tag team that is coming out of NXT to the top roster, getting the time that they are given. It shows you that they are a good tag team. I concur. So, everyone, that does it for the Raw Reserves for last week on Raw. Everything that was on Raw was epic. Yes, there might have been a little, and eh, this could have been better than this and whatnot. But overall, Raw was a ban as it has been in the past. Tyler, what were your takes on all of Raw results? I thought Raw was the better show. I know we're going to review SmackDown, but uh, I'll share some of my brief thoughts after we uh, talk SmackDown. Yeah. And and I would now, give it to Raw for being and, the better show. Yeah. And now we're going to go into the comments real quick. Simon Sinobri, Waylon May. And then he's commented, Punk signing for Raw just makes sense. Keeps him away from Roman. Same as Rollins. And going to be a bump in ratings. As new raw TV deals are spoken about. Tyler, what is your take on his comment? I agree. I mean, size very educated in, in what he can, observes, and I, I think it's a good point. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we hope you enjoy our feedback on Monday Night Raw. And now we're going to get into the SmackDown recap that happened last night on Fox. We are going to start it off with Tyler Peters. Yeah, it's time to review some Friday Night SmackDown, and they are going to kick it off in a big way. We see Roman Reigns embracing Solo, and uh, we'll get into the story more. But first off, Roman walks in during the entrance with such confidence. Uh, you could say arrogance. And it's very fitting. I mean, he's the hill and why not? And he's been so dominant. Uh, mm -hmm. Think of how many days he's been the champion. Additionally, the tribal chief wants to celebrate. He takes shots at Randy Orton. I think the crowd were chanting for Orton. Uh, Solo was named the heir to the bloodline. Now, what makes this interesting, Waylon, is Jimmy Uso. Mm -hmm. If you judge it by his facial expressions and body language, thought he was going to be the next in line. Uh, to Roman Reigns, but not so fast. Uh, Reigns would name 
Solo as his next heir. Orton would come out and respond and challenge Roman for the championship. And uh, he wants his chance against Roman Reigns. And uh, Reigns is, is cocky. He's above Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was telling Randy Orton he wanted to retire him, as we're seeing in the picture. Thanks, Waylon, for the mm-hmm. wonderful transitions there. They help. And uh, Roman promises uh, to end the career of Orton. And Orton has admitted he's involved. He's evolved, pardon me, just like Roman Reigns has. And that he's a legend killer. And he teased going for the RKO. And Roman evaded. And uh, the way Roman sold it, it, it was just uh, very appropriate. I'm looking forward to seeing what we're going to see between Randy Orton and Roman Reigns. So that brings me to you, Waylon. How excited are you about Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns in this uh, like, uh, likely rivalry? Oh, I, I love it. I think that it's going to be incredible to see where this goes. Now, Randy Orton wants to get back of Roman Reigns, and I don't blame him. So I cannot wait to see where this goes. If Randy will wrestle Roman at Royal Rumble, I hope Orton wins and and Roman Reigns winning streak. What about you? Uh, I'd like to see Roman uh, continue his winning streak, but eventually, I mean, he's going to have to lose. Uh, So Randy Orton could be the guy. Uh, I think everybody points to Cody, but I wouldn't mind seeing Randy Orton be the guy to dethrone Roman Reigns, actually. Absolutely. I won't disagree with you, Tyler. And next, we got a first-round matchup for the U.S. Championship Tournament. That's the United States title. For those mm-hmm. of you who have not been keeping up, Grayson Waller takes on Carmelo Hayes. Shawn Michaels announced that he's sending Carmelo Hayes from NXT. He's the superstar representing uh, this brand of NXT. Logan Paul supports Waller, so he's putting over Grayson Waller being the, the heel. Hayes brings excitement. Waller's right hand is, is always effective. It stifles Carmelo's offense, and Grayson is just conniving anyways. He's the Eric and Ozzy for a reason. Carmelo makes coming off the ring ropes or even running against the ring ropes. I mean, it looks so effortlessly when he does it, and uh, Hayes' movement is just incredible. And uh, nothing but net was the leg drop that finished off Grayson Waller as he pins him for the one, two, three. So Carmelo Hayes advances. Waylon... Are you looking forward to Carmelo Hayes potentially being on the main roster? We, we've seen him in another match once before on Raw, I believe it was, and now on SmackDown. I mean, are, are you liking what you're uh, seeing from Carmelo Hayes? I am liking it. I think he is an awesome WWE superstar. I cannot wait to see him come on the main roster and tear the house down with these top incredible main eventers. I can see him becoming a main eventer on the top roster. He is just, he he has what it takes to be on the main event. I can see it too. So yeah, he is just a non-stop awesome talented superstar. I see a lot of great things coming his way in 2024. 
I do. I mean, Carmelo Hayes is going to be the guy we're still discussing years later. Absolutely. I agree. And then we went backstage. Randy Orton encounter L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight turned Orton that he knows how the number game works with the bloodline. And then Randy Orton runs L.A. Knight to stay out of the way. This was an interesting backstage promo between these two talented superstars. Where do you see this going, Tyler? Do you think we're going to eventually get an Orton versus Knight match? I think we are going to see it eventually between Nine and Orton. I, I like a lot of these backstage segments. It's uh, revealing so much, even in uh, little pieces. Uh, just following along with uh, Randy Orton not wanting the help of L.A. Knight is intriguing to me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just got a message saying one of our mics is stacked So... Please forgive us yeah. if we are having any mic difficulties. There's not much you know we what? can I, do. I think it may be mine, too, because I, I could hear that, too, so I apologize. I don't know why. I shouldn't have any devices near it, but for some reason, I could hear it. So I don't know wh who's is doing it, but yeah, I'll even take responsibility. It, it may even be me. So yeah. I want to apologize so, for the static kind of noise. Yeah, we forgot. Yeah, forgive us. We just did the best we can and just go with it. That's right, all Tyler? we can do sometimes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I appreciate people, you know, comment and letting us know because it's important. We, we, we try our best. Absolutely. And then we go on to Kevin Owens versus Austin Theory in a United States Championship Tournament match. These superstars go back and forth with submission holds. That was great to see. Austin Fairby. No, it, it was, it was. Austin Fairby slides out of the rain. Kevin Owens followed it up with a cannibal of the apron. Which that was epic, Tyler. Oh, it was. I mean, talk about athleticism. Kevin Owens, uh, the way he can perform these moves, execute them, however you want to describe it. Uh, Austin Theory and Kevin Owens, I'm not surprised this was a solid match. To be honest, as much as we'll talk about the main event later on, these two uh, championship matches, or, or let me preference and go back, these two qualifying matches for Absolutely. the uh, U.S. title tournament, to me, uh, save SmackDown a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And then Kevin Owens threw Austin Fairby back in the ring. They continue on, and then Fairby catching Owens and hitting him with a blockbuster, but that was enough to keep Kevin Owens down. And then out of nowhere, Kevin Owens delivers a right hand to Austin Fairby, cast and all for the win. I love this match. It was great and well done. Kevin Owens is a badass. Tyler, your opinions? Uh, Kevin Owens is incredible, uh, and so is Austin Theory. I liked how the story of the matchup, you, you saw Austin Theory uh, target the hand, and they related beautifully the story of how 
Kevin Owens, uh, his hand got injured due to both Grayson Waller's involvement and Austin Theory, and Waller was also a part of this tournament. So uh, from a, a storyline point of view, even in ring, it, it was uh, nicely done. Absolutely. And then we went backstage. Now, Damage Control and Bailey put the women's division on notice because they are going to take over the women's division. And then Bailey officially announced that she will be entering the 2024 Women's Royal Rumble match. Tyler, what do you find of this? I think it's it's good for Bailey to enter the Royal Rumble match for the women, the women's Royal Rumble match. Let me preference. Uh, if you watch along and see the picture, uh, Dakota Kai has kind of a sarcastic expression, which is very telling uh, for me. And even though you see some smiles, they're kind of halfway. Eos guy's not even uh, smiling. So Bailey thinks everybody's cohesive, but the story they are betraying on television via SmackDown is uh, very riveting. Uh, I think eventually we're going to see uh, damage control turn on Bailey. The question is when. Absolutely. I agree with that, Tyler. And next, we've got the matchup between the Kabuki Warriors taken on the team of Meechin, uh, or you could say Mia Yim, uh, teaming up with Selena Vega. And uh, to start out the match, Asuka scientifically was dominant against Meechin. Uh, Vega gave her team life, however, and uh, Bailey would get involved, shoved Meechin off the top turnbuckle, and it would be the flying elbow by Kyrie Zane. And Asuka and, and uh, Kyrie Zane would win. The Kabuki Warriors. I mean, how are you feeling with the reunion of the Kabuki Warriors and your feelings on the team of Meechin and uh, Selena Vega, Waylon? I think it's incredible. All these women are so talented, to say the least. Um, Mia Yam, she's a talented. Shelton Benjamin has said that. Mia Yam is such a badass in the ring, which she is. And Oscar is one of another green wrestler. She does a phenomenal job. Even though she likes spitting mess in her Capotin's faces, she just does an incredible job. All these superstars are amazing in my book. They are. All are very talented. It, it was a pretty decent matchup. It was, absolutely. And next up, we see a an impressive segment. Look at all these guys looking sharp. I mean, that's, that's star power, if I've ever seen it, Waylon. Bobby Lashley mm -hmm. uh, with the Street Profits. Uh, Ford and Dawkins looking sharp, and uh, that's the way you dress uh, for success. And Bobby Lashley is just pretty much uh, cutting a fantastic promo uh, for his upcoming match in the uh, United States uh, qualifying tournament. And there's not really much to say. You go back and check out the promo. It it was uh, pretty good uh, from all these gentlemen. I like how he let the Street Profits uh, have their moments, but in the end, it needed to be Bobby Lashley. He's definitely the centerpiece with respect. So. Are you uh, 
Who are you for in this tournament, Waylon? I guess I really hope Bobby Lashley wins. We never know what's gonna happen, but I am gonna go with Bobby Lashley. He is such an incredible athlete. Oh, he is. I mean, Bobby Lashley is the man. And I think it's back to Waylon, my co-host. It is. And now we are going to go into the main event. Randy Orton versus Jimmy Uso. Randy Orton wasted no time. He sends Jimmy crushing into the top turn bucker face first. But Jimmy managed to slide out of the rain. This match was a band. It just seemed like it was a little quick moving to end the show. Then Charlotte made his way down to the ring, but L.A. Knight came behind Charlotte and delivers a boon and crushing him into the barricade. This opens the door for Randy Orton to hit an RKO on Jimmy in the ring for the win. Good match overall. Just wish it was a done. I just wish that it was done better and not like it was fast paced moving. Tyler, what are your takes on that? Uh, not everything has to be up tempo. I understand. Uh, this match was was pretty good, but for Randy Orton and even to have an Uso involved with Jimmy, uh, it, it wasn't just overly exciting. Uh, to your point. Uh, I, I just did not care for it. I, I don't know. And, and it, it's hard to say that with regards to Randy Orton, especially. Uh, I don't know. I, I think what came next, Waylon, and I'm going to let you have the floor. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say I did like what, what I was talking about with uh, Jay Uso and Drew McIntyre. The same uh, point could be made that I liked how Jimmy Uso had Randy Orton scouted a, a bit, uh, which made it compelling. But other than, than what we were seeing, I, I, I don't know. I just. It was too typical for me. I, it just did not. Uh, it wasn't it for me. I, I guess I'm even trying to think of the words. Yeah. And I'll let you take it. All right. Thank you, Tyler. So Roman Reigns came out and blindsided LA9 on the ramp and stared down Randy Orton in the ring. As Paul Heyman holds up the undisputed WWE Universal Championship, Roman Reigns ran to the ring, sideline and side, and exchanging right hands with Randy Orton. Jimmy Usher provided with his cousin with a helping hand. L.A. Nice slides into the ring to help Randy Orton out, but, but Charlotte Sakana joins in and helps the rest of his team member, the Bloodline, beat down LA9 and Randy Orton. Then all of the sudden, a music heads in the WWE Universe went crazy. AJ I mean, they went ballistic. Yep, they did. AJ Sire music heads, and he takes Roman Reigns by surprise with a phenomenal forearm, the bloodline retreats, leaving AJ Styles, Randy Orton, and LA9 
standing tall in the rain. Now this was incredible. But then that's not all everyone. What let the fans and the viewers at home shock is that out of nowhere, AJ Styles delivers a close line and attacked LA9. As you see in the picture, Randy Orton was kind of shocked. Like, what the hell did you just do to AJ Styles? AJ Styles left the rain. He heads to the back, walking straight past the bloodline. They're just looking at AJ Styles as well. And the bloodline then stares down at Randy Orton and LA9 in the rain as then the show goes off the air. This was very interesting, to say the least, Tyler. Now, is this leaning into a AJ Styles versus LA Knight match towards Royal Rumble? Maybe, but I, I think at Royal Rumble, due to some of the rumors, not that they're always true, by the way, but I think due to what happened on SmackDown with AJ Styles turning on LA Knight and Orton not pleased with him and, and even Roman Reigns and the entire bloodline left confused, we're possibly going to see a four-way matchup at Royal Rumble and, and see all four participants. I mean, that, at least it's a rumor. I'm not sure. Absolutely. So there you have it. That was the SmackDown recap from last night. I thought SmackDown was incredible last night. It just like Raw was Monday. So Tyler, what were your thoughts on Raw? And what was your thoughts on SmackDown? Uh, there, there was good and indifferent on both. Even, you know, I hate to say even bad. That, that's a little harsh. I, I do feel Raw kind of won it this week, even though we, we had two very good segments at least. And it, I'll even say two pretty solid matchups. Uh, but before we move on any farther, Waylon, let's not forget to uh, send our well wishes to the Queen Charlotte Flair. Absolutely. She will be out for nine months due to a, a knee injury. So I, I just want to send uh, our thoughts and prayers and well wishes to her. Absolutely. Best of luck, Charlotte. You will be missed. But as soon as you return, you're going to be better than you was before. I couldn't agree more. Well said. And now we have Steve Fox in the comments. Hello, Steve. Hey, Steve. So, yeah. Thanks Raw for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. Raw and SmackDown was incredible this week. I just wish that some of the stuff that they did will have been much better. But, hey, there's only so much you can do with creating stories. Right, Tyler? Yeah, not every episode is going to hit a home run. I, I understand this. Uh, however, there's just, uh, you, you got to be honest with your perspective on some of these matches, even if it's backstage segments, it's promos. Uh, I could go on. Absolutely. So, uh, exactly. Absolutely. And now, everyone, at this time, we are going to take our commercial break. Whoa. Breaking down the current news and results of WWE, 
We hope you're enjoying WrestleManiacs with Waylon and Tyler. That's right, Tyler. Hailing and reacting to recent news and results of WWE is mind blown. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel at www.youtube.com slash at WrestleManiacs, Waylon and Tyler. And give the show a like and ring the bell so you get notified when we are live, meaning we are going live. Also, check us out on our Facebook profile pages as they will be included in the description. And I also want to tell everybody about a podcast that I have on SJP World Media called Tyler's Takedowns, where I discuss old school wrestling and the wrestling of today. And a special shout outs to Positively Awesome Wrestling and Chain Wrestling, who's also a part of SJP World Media. Whether you love Raw or SmackDown, we bring the best of all the incredible performers of WWE. All right, and now back to WrestleManiacs with Waylon and Tyler. Oh, Vine, everyone. Who that guy is? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we are back on WrestleManiacs. We hope you enjoyed the commercial break as it was fun pulling it together, wasn't it, Tyler? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Didn't mean to interrupt you, Waylon. I, I, we get excited too. I, I just thought it'd be funny and, and add a little humor to I wonder who that is. Who's the voice there? Absolutely. The hey, speaking of Randy Orton, we got voices in our head. They're even coming out. It's hard to believe. Absolutely. Now, I saw on a recent news that we did discuss on WrestlingInc.com, WWE was in talk of changing Randy Orton's theme song before he came back, but they decided not to. What would you have fun if they did change Orton's theme song from Voices? Uh, honestly, it wouldn't have mattered either way to me. I think you've still got Randy Orton. So, Yeah. So now we're going to discuss what's going down on Monday Night Raw. This Monday, live on 8-7 Sensor on the USA Network. So, we are going to see Seth Rollins confronting Drew McIntyre. So, that's yeah, going to be... This is going to be an exciting match, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's not a match, Tyler. They're going to be talking... Oh, we'll be talking. See, forth. that's what yeah. I did. I should have paid attention to you. I got ahead. You're, you're so correct. It, it's not a match. What's wrong with me? My goodness. Absolutely. You're fine, Tyler. But this is going to be an epic statement. I cannot wait to see what these two superstars have to say to each other. And then we will have Damian Priest and Fan Bauer of the Judgment Day versus the Creed Brothers for the Undisputed. WWE Tag Team Championship. I cannot wait to see this match. 
As I will love to see the Judgment Day lose, I will love to see the Kree brothers as the tag team champions. Tyler, what are your takes on this matchup? I would also uh, prefer the Creed brothers, but I can see the other side of having uh, Judgment Day retain the uh, tag team titles. It's going to be a competitive, uh, fun-filled matchup. Who knows if we'll get interference from J.D. or, or Dominic and uh, Rhea Ripley, Avi Nile. That could play out a little more with this tag team matchup, even though they're not advertised or a part of it. Um, and there's been some dissension among the ranks in Judgment Day. Could a possible victory and a surprise defeat for the Creeds to take home the gold uh, be the the way to do it? I'm not sure, but it's going to be a fun matchup. Now, if other Judgment Day member interferes in a match, do you see all truth and carnivores coming out to even the odds? Uh, it could, yeah, because the Creeds did help Cody Rhodes at the end of Raw, and and our truth uh, wants some revenge. But he's—I don't know if he's going to do his comical character to where he he doesn't think anything of it. I mean, we, we've seen that before from our truth, so it remains to be seen. I, I just think it's going to be a good match. Whatever happens, happens. Uh, but I'm with you. I'm kind of leaning toward the Creed brothers, even though I think Judgment Day something tells me they're still going to find a way to retain. Right, absolutely. And then we get the WWE Women's Tag Team title match. Piper Nevin and Chelsea Green will put the titles on the line against... Katana Chance and Caden Carter. Yep, absolutely. It's going to be a great match. So that's going to be an incredible match. I would love to see... Contana Chance and Kanan Carter become the new women's tag team champion. What about you, Tyler? I would enjoy seeing uh, Katana Chance and Kaden Carter winning those titles. But part of me kind of wants to see Chelsea Green and Piper Nevin retain and still have those belts. I'm just enjoying what WWE's been doing with them lately. Uh, I, don't, I don't know about you, but I, I think either way, just like we talked about with the men in the women's division, we're going to see a, a, a fun-filled match. Absolutely. And I just want to get a special shout-out to Wall Ring announcer Samantha Irvin. She does an incredible job announcing all of the WWE Super but the way she says Chelsea Green is incredible. She announces Chelsea Green as how she acts. I think it's funny. Tyler, what do you think of Samantha announcing Chelsea Green every time she comes out? I think it's terrific. Uh, Samantha Irvin is a tremendous ring announcer. What a voice. And, uh, so talented, and uh, yeah, it's perfect for the character, for the gimmick of Chelsea Green. Why not uh, introduce her differently? Yep, absolutely. And then we will have the Miz versus the Rain Junior Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship. Now, if the Miz loses, he can never challenge Gunther 
for the Intercontinental Championship again. I would love to see The Miz win, but Tyler, who are you picking? I've got to go with the author. The uh, ring general, nothing against the Miz. I, I think he'll put up a good fight, but it's gone through all the way. Just like with Roman Reigns, keep uh, a long championship title run going and continuing, in other words. So I'm I'm going with Gunther. Absolutely. Good job, Tyler. And now yeah, we're going to, you're welcome. And now we are going to go over the SmackDown for next week. And Tyler Peter is going to have you covered. Yeah, we're ready to lay the smackdown on some people. We're going to see Dragon Lee defend his NXT North American Championship against Butch. And uh, Waylon, this ought to be an extraordinary matchup between these two. I don't think they faced each other before, have they? I don't think they did. I think it's a first, if we're not mistaken. There you go. I, I mean, share with me what you want to see out of this match. Um, I just want to see how they do. And... What hard work they're going to come with it. If they're going to step it up and do incredible moves back and forth, back and forth. As you know, Dragon Lee is a high-filing competitor. So seeing what he will do and then Batch, it's an incredible superstar. I think both of the guys will pull out an, an incredible match. Oh, they will, because you got Dragon Lee, who's a high flyer, against Butch's more kind of technical uh, approach with the joint manipulation. I, I'm with you. The two styles intrigue me. Absolutely. And next up, it's more of the tournament to decide who's going to face Logan Paul for that United States championship. It's actually the semifinals for the championship tournament. Carmelo Hayes will take on Kevin Owens. And from what we saw, how these gentlemen advance it's going to be just another terrific matchup with two separate styles. Waylon, mm -hmm. who do you have? Owens I'm, or Hayes? I'm going to have to say Kevin Owens. I'm going with Hayes just to change it up. Yeah. It's going to be an incredible match no matter what between these two. I concur. And we've got more. More from that championship tournament, the semifinals for that United States championship. Bobby Lashley takes on Santos Escobar, and uh, Escobar has been on a roll, so has Lashley. Uh, it was a tough one to pick, but I'm kind of leaning toward uh, Bobby Lashley, Waylon. What's Me too. Me too. Bobby Lashley is such an incredible athlete ever since he first came to WWE. So I'm going to, I'm going to, Put my book on Bobby Lashley. Yeah, I, I've got to agree with you. It's Bobby Lashley. And I, I enjoy what Santos Escobar is doing, mm -hmm. uh, turning against Rey Mysterio and the LWO. Absolutely. But I can't bet against Lashley. And next, yeah. I mean, we've got a happy holidays extravaganza, a holiday havoc eight-woman tag team match featuring Bianca Belair, Shotzi, Mission, or you could say Mia Yim, with Selena Vega taking on Damage Control, the champion, EO Sky, Asuka, Kyrie Sane, and Bailey with Dakota Kai. Don't forget about Dakota Kai, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, this is going to be just an entertaining matchup. 
I want to see Bel Air's team get the W, but something tells me there's going to be some funny business. So we shall have to see. Waylon, who's your winner? I f I'm going to say probably Damon's concern. Fair enough. Or do you think we're even going to get a finish? Maybe I, I should ask that. It might be like a no disqualification. True. Maybe there will be interference from other females who have issues with damage control. Because we have they, had surprises. We have had surprises throughout 2023. We had Lita. We had Trish Travis, WWE Hall of Famers come out to attack damage control. So you never know what to expect, what will happen, especially during a holiday match. No, you never know what they're going to pull out for Christmas, just in time for, the, for this wonderful holiday. And nothing says Christmas more like WWE or some pro wrestling sports entertainment. Am I right? Absolutely. And look how awesome that image looks. It's well done. Oh, I love the image. I mean, all, all these uh, ladies uh, are just uh, looking great, they're, and they're talented competitors. I, I cannot wait for that eight-man tag team match. You know, Holiday Havoc. Am I right? Yeah. got the title uh, correct. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So we have a huge match card coming up for Monday Night Raw. And Friday Night SmackDown this coming week. So here is what well, we're going to see one more time on what's going to go down on Raw. I mean, look at these matchups, Waylon. I, I just, if that doesn't build anticipation and, and get you one to watch these programs, I don't know what does. Absolutely. And then for SmackDown, check out what we are in store for. For this Friday. It's going to be an epic program. What a way to end for the holidays. Yeah, so what this, a way to, uh, to end the year. Yep, absolutely. And then we are told that this is going to be the last war in SmackDown of the year. The end of December, I am reading that it's going to be like a highlights of what happened between WWE and 2023. WWE, I guess, is not going to go back to Ashton until January 1st, that they call it day one. I did hear Adam Pierce uh, mention that it would be a, a day one uh, special. It wouldn't be a premium live event this time. It would take place on Raw, like you were saying, Waylon. Mm -hmm. So, uh, once again, uh, fantastic job on your research and knowing your stuff. Thank you, Tyler. So, yeah, we will not be back next week for this Raw and SmackDown reserve, but we will mention what we missed when we are back in 2024. Now, at this time, on January 1st, 2024, not only will we will be back doing highlights and giving you news for WrestleManiacs, but I am bringing back my talk star, Stanning Strong, 
Let's Chant with Waylon. My first guest of the new year is going to be my cousin, David Lozanich. David is an amazing person. I cannot wait for you guys to watch his episode. Speaking of standing strong, Tyler Peter used to be my co-host on episode 31 all the way up to episode 50 when I interviewed the legendary and face WWE Hall of Famer, Lillian Garcia. That was an amazing interview, to say the least. But yeah, Tyler, what has your experience been like being on Standing Strong before you left? It's it's helped me, and that didn't mean to cut you off. It's no, uh, wailing your show. Your show's great. It brings a lot of positive energy, and it's uplifting. It's encouraging. All those terms apply to what you're doing, and I I want to say congratulations on more continued success on the Standing Strong program. Welcoming your cousin for the first episode back, and many more. Uh, guests to come. And it, it's always just wonderful to learn more about those people that you interview. And and you ask uh, so many just uh, awesome questions. And uh, you're just doing such a superb job. I just want to send more congratulations and well wishes to you. And and I'm not surprised at all. I mean, you're, you're that talented. So never doubt that. I always tell you. I mean, you're doing WrestleManiacs. You've got Standing Strong coming back. I mean, you, you've got a lot going on, and you're doing well at it. Thank you, Tyler. So, again, oh, Standing Strong, Let's Chant with Waylon, comes out January 1st of 2024. Now, I'm going to be doing WrestleManiacs and Standing Song as much as I can throughout the new year. But there might be a little bit of a break for me because I'm going to be getting my thought done. And I don't know if I will be able to continue on doing these. But we will play it by step. But if there's a time where you do not see me on WrestleManiacs, and you just see Tyler, that will be why. But I'm going to continue doing these podcasts as long as I am able to while I am recovering for my fart. Once my fart issue gets taken care of, then I will be back better than ever. Oh, you will. And in Wayland, uh, prayers for you. Uh, hopefully you'll get that fixed uh, and we'll definitely be supporting you and listen hey breaks are going to happen we may have to hit a reset button here or there but one thing is going to remain certain wrestlemaniacs will uh, be back and, and and standing strong so got a lot going on life happens sometimes so that's the way everybody has to look at it and most people understand yep so one more time this is what we discover. This is what we discuss for this week's episode of WrestleManiacs with Waylon and Tyler. It has been an incredible time going over these incredible matches that took place this week on WWE programming. Tyler, this has been 
one. An awesome week in WWE. Yeah, it's, it's been another solid uh, week for WWE, and they've been consistent. They're doing uh, just unbelievable business and, and having all these returns, uh, speaking of surprises. And and I love how you're going back over it, Waylon, uh, with all these slides. It, it sure helps us a lot with our research and and kind of jogging our memories. So I appreciate the, uh, the extra touch there to WrestleManiac. So, hey – Please, if you like what we're doing, like Waylon says, comment, share some feedback, watch the replays, even the past episodes. The more episodes we get into it, I know that's only our third one and, and the one that closed out 2023. 20, and check us out on the social media platforms. We love to hear from you and, and read your comments and, and everything. Give us ideas. Like you said, Waylon, any new yep. concepts are welcome. Absolutely. So, one more time, this Monday, we will see. Drew and Seb talk it out. We will have the tag team championship match. We will have the women's tag team match. We will have Miz versus Gunther. We will have Dragon Lee versus Butch. We will have Carmella versus Kevin Owens. We will have Bobby Lashley versus Center Ball. And then we will have an incredible eight women tag team match. So yeah, this is going to be. a lot of matches to look forward to. Yeah, pardon yep. me. I... No, you're fine. This is just going to be an amazing coming week on WWE programming. We cannot wait to discuss these incredible matches that we are going to miss talking about next week because me and Tyler are taking time off for Christmas. But when we come back with episode four in the new year, we will be sure to go over what we missed so that you guys can see our highlights. But yeah, we cannot wait for day one. And according to Adam Pels, one of the matches has been announced on day one. We're going to have Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre for the Drew Championship. I cannot wait to see that. Now, when that happens, Tyler, who are you going to go to win? I'm going with Drew McIntyre. Me too. Uh I, I like uh, the character progression for the Scottish warrior. So I'm, I'm leaning toward Drew. Before we end episode three, if there's anyone in the comments that would like to say anything, feel free to do so before we wrap up episode three in the last episode of 2023. So, yeah, Tyler, it's been awesome doing episode one, episode two, episode three now. We cannot wait to come back with episode four, huh? Yeah, I cannot wait to bring you episode four, Waylon. It has been just a fun time to do three episodes thus far. And, uh, hey, I, I just want to wish everybody, including yourself, a Merry Christmas uh, and a Happy New Year. We Safe will be back. You. And, uh, yeah, thank you. And, uh with before, more WrestleManiacs, look, yeah, look out for Standing Strong too, just real quick. Yeah. Before we wrap up this episode, 
Tyler, I have two questions for you. Okay. Question number one. Out of the males, throughout 2023, what's your match of the year? Oh, my gosh. I wasn't prepared for this. That, that's a tough one. Uh, match of the year. I, I'd have to review and do my, my homework on that, buddy. I, uh, you may have to come back to me on this because that's what's fun about being live. I was not prepared for uh and that's a good question to your credit. I don't know about match of the year. Gosh, there's been so many. I mean, you could argue Reigns and Cody at WrestleMania. You could also argue what you brought up about possibly in a different light, Trish taking on Becky. That was uh, your next so that was many. the next question. What's your well, female match of the year? Yeah, and that that could be a contender. There, there's so many though, from a lot of promotions. And including WWE, I, I'd have to think on it and kind of look back. Uh, that that's a good. That both are great questions. Not just good. They're they're terrific. And uh, I so have yeah, to well, say, hey, you put me on the spot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have to say, I loved. I'm not going to say it was the match of the year, but I did love Lita and Becky versus Damage Control of WrestleMania. That was a good one. But for the female match of the year, I will have to say Becky Lynch versus Trish and Pittsburgh at WWE Payback when they rest inside a cage match. That was incredible, to say the least. Yeah, it was good. All uh, just uh, fantastic choices that you uh, just said, Waylon. Uh, and I, I hated to let everybody down, including yourself, but I, I got to admit, I got to go back and do some homework and, and look back over this year's matches to to have a fair answer to both. Now, now, if I can say one, um, let's see. I know I say hard question. Now I'm popping myself on the spot. <laughs> um, yeah, um. Connie Rose versus Roman Reigns was good at WrestleMania. It was a yeah, bad. So, yeah, I would have to say that too. And then, um, I would have to say, Tyler, that the yeah. man's war game match, the Survivor Series, was a pretty good one. Especially when everyone did Ranty Orton's DDT. Yeah, that was a brilliant spot. And yeah, that's hard to argue. The the War Games match for the men and even the women for the on the women's side was good. So yeah, I can't forget about some of the recent premium live events and some of those matches either. Uh, but no, it, it's all fun to think about. Uh, but you may have to, speaking of the next year, get back with me on some of this because... Uh, it it is. It's a real thrill to kind of go back and review these things. Absolutely. So yeah, everyone, we were so honored to have bring you three episodes of WrestleManiacs in 2023. It's been a pleasure. We cannot wait to be back with episode four in the new year. At this time, we are going to end 
episode three with a farewell from Tyler and myself. And we hope you guys have a safe and happy Merry Christmas and a happy New Year. Tyler, is there any last things you would like to say before we wrap up this episode? I just want to agree with what you just said, Waylon. I want to wish everyone out there a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And please be safe. Absolutely. At this time, we are going to say goodbyes. And we will see you all next time on WrestleManiacs with Waylon and Tyler. That's the finisher for WrestleManiacs with Waylon and Tyler this week. Be sure to ring the bell for another brand new episode that you'll soon enjoy regarding the news and highlights from WWE. See y'all next time.